Hey guys, it's Giselle from Asian Pop Weekly. You're listening to Everywhere and Nowhere on Indigo. Let's start. Oh my goodness. What's happening? First, meta, is it Metaverse? First Metaverse collab. I don't know. What do we call it? Multiverse. Multiverse, yes. Indigo <laughs> Multiverse. Indigo Multiverse collaboration. collaboration. Oh my goodness. Yes, yes we're the first we did ones. It. Yeah, we we're the best. It. Okay, yeah. So I guess thanks so much for joining me for thanks the very, for very me. first Indigo mm. collab. I'm glad I beat you and Wish. Nice. <laughs> I know it's coming Whoa. soon. <laughs> shout out. We lost. Shout out, shout Did out. Did we get like a bonus? Can we From ask? Like <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding, sorry. Yeah. yeah, but I'm so glad to have you here on our show. Um, basically, the topic of like this show is Can You Be Gentle With Me? Mm. And I feel like it's a collection of songs that I listen to when I'm like, oh, feeling a little bit down or I want to feel like supported and yeah. I feel like your songs definitely make me feel that way <laughs> I'm so glad so I was like oh Krista's like the perfect person mm-hmm. to like chat to about this and like include you as like a little interview segment and it's very funny mm-hmm. because uh, when I was younger one of my nicknames was actually Gentle Giant Aww. so perfect right it is perfect I mean now it I, I, I kind of look like one I'm not gonna lie <laughs> but I love elephants yeah. Gentle Aww, Giant Gentle yes. Giant <laughs> so yes cute, I can be cute, gentle cute. with you anyway um do you want to like quickly introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. So my name is Krista Joy. I'm a singer, songwriter, and also a producer here in Singapore. And I love writing songs about real life, just being open, honest, and vulnerable. And sort of infusing a hopeful twist to it, because I feel like melancholy is it's good, it's cathartic, but I feel like there has to be hope at the end of the tunnel as well. Yeah. Of course. And I feel that... like. As you mentioned, warmth and like hope and love, it comes up a lot in your lyrics, but yeah. not necessarily just about like romantic love and things like that, yeah. which I love because like, I think it's a really fresh perspective. But um, in your like latest album, you talk a lot, especially about like self-love. So mm. how does like why is that such an important aspect of your creative process or like why does it inspire you so much? I feel like it's such a huge thing because I, I suck at it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Same. Yeah, I feel like I feel like you know practicing what you preach is one thing. Uh but I also do believe in sort of speaking things into existence. Mm-hmm. And I feel like declaring things is also a very powerful way to actually get those things going. So self-love to me is something that I feel like I struggle with a lot, but I am constantly growing and developing in the area. Mm-hmm. And so my latest album was and that's one of the major themes and I feel like self-love is something that, see, it can go both ways. It's a spectrum, right? Mm-hmm. There's one end that is taking care of yourself, putting yourself first, prioritizing yourself so you don't burn out, you don't uh, struggle with things that you don't need to. Then there's the other end where it's like, you make yourself like the most important thing and you fly all the way to the other end and then you become very self-absorbed mm. and then you start to become very entitled mm-hmm. and yeah so it's it's about exploring that spectrum and comparing that to the experiences that I go through mm-hmm. and what does it mean to love myself without only loving myself 
Yes, yes, I think yes. that's very deep yeah, and yeah. also very true because um, I think sometimes self-love can be misconstrued as like being overindulgent yep. with yourself, but that's not what it's about. And I guess for me, it's like, you know, like when you're on a plane, they're like put seatbelt on for yourself yeah. before like you take care of others. And really for me, that's what it's about because self-love is important because when you take care of yourself, that's mm. when you have the ability to like, really contribute to society yeah, yeah, around sure. you and take care of other people. So yeah. that's awesome. For this like album, mm. do you have any specific songs that you would like to share like your story with me about? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, so this Embrace the Progress is very personal. Yeah. And I was I was honestly really afraid to put it out because I felt naked. Mm-hmm. I really did feel naked mm-hmm. putting it out there and I was afraid people would judge how I felt and everything and I think some of the songs on there. Wow, I'm a huge fan of all the songs. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, so, so am I. Love. <laughs> uh, so I, I think maybe one song that I can share about is. Uh, I think "Hold Me." Mm. Yeah, I love "Hold Me," and I think it's very. I mean, a lot of people feel like that was something that they can relate to. Yeah, and that song is, it's about self-love, but in a way that you actually acknowledge and appreciate the people who help you to love yourself as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I felt like that was a different perspective. And what inspired that was basically someone in my life who I felt is there for me through all my downs and even at my worst. And uh, yeah, it was just sort of like an ode to people like that in your life Mm -hmm. and being open and vulnerable enough to let them love you. Yeah, sometimes self-love looks like letting people love you. Yeah. Oh, that's so nice. Is this the song with the donut? sentence yes you I want to hear about the donut yes i do i'm like <laughs> every time i listen to it and then like, like why there's, is it? <laughs> there's these like strange but like cute metaphors in yeah. there that make it seem like not so heavy so yeah. one of them was the one about the donuts and then the other word that stuck out to me when you were talking about being salty and i'm like that's a weird yes. word to use in a song about self-love but yeah, yeah, yeah let's hear about the donut the donut okay so i i went on a keto diet okay a couple oh, yes. of years ago so i cut out sugar mm-hmm and one way to cope with cutting out sugar almost entirely was that I would watch these videos right, of YouTubers who would binge and have like 10,000 calories a day sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. And one of these YouTubers, she used to eat like donuts. That was like her signature thing. She'd mm-hmm. eat like a whole box of donuts. All right. So I would watch this and I would crave a donut and I had a, crave, a craving list. Mm-hmm. So I would add that. And one of the things that I was craving was donuts. So I was okay. like, I, w- I want to get donuts on my cheat day. Oh, right, right, right. All right, so I, I hosted a barbecue because mm-hmm. my band members were enlisting into NS, so I thought it'd be nice to gather a couple of friends. Mm-hmm. And I bought donuts, and I was very excited about it. We had the barbecue, and I, I tasted like a little bit of the donuts because I wanted, you know, each flavor. Mm-hmm. And I kept one. Okay, there was one flavor that I was insistent that I just want that donut, uh-huh. but I want to enjoy it the next day mm. in moderation, right? Mm-hmm. So I brought it upstairs, I put it in the fridge. And I specifically told my eldest brother, <laughs> you can eat any donut in this box. It's kind of like Jesus talking yep. to uh, Adam and Eve. But I said, you can eat any donut in this <laughs> box. Just do not touch this one. Okay? Mm-hmm. And everyone agreed. All okay. Right? There were witnesses even. All right. I go to sleep. I wake up the next day. Lo and behold, the donut is gone. <laughs> All right? And it may seem like a small thing, but you know how things snowball yeah. and you have all these suppressed feelings and sometimes you don't even realize that you're feeling them. And I'm the mm-hmm. kind of person I tend to run away from my emotions instead of dealing mm-hmm. with them. 
So that donut was my last straw. <laughs> it was my last straw. It was I the catalyst. Saw it. it was. I saw it and I broke down. Oh. I broke down. I ran into my room and I cried and I cried and I cried. And I go like, he ate my donut. <laughs> I don't eat that donut. And then, of course, then it, it, it trailed off into a whole lot of other things. Spiraled. This happened you and spiraled. this happened. And yeah, so, so the person I wrote the song about uh, happened to be at my house uh-huh. when this happened. All right. So she she <laughs> she witnessed the whole the whole spectacle, mm-hmm. uh, and even though I was crying over what seemed like a donut, yeah, just a donut, mm-hmm. uh, it was so much deeper than that. And she knew that, and she was very patient with me because I feel like it's very easy to just be like, "Boo, it's just a donut," <laughs> you know? <laughs> Calm down. Yeah, yeah, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah. There's so many other donuts in in the world. Yeah, but but that was that was the donut part. Mm, so it's really like it's actually real life. I thought it's like, real life. No, I it wasn't a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. I thought it was like, or maybe like you were taking different bits from different times mm. and then like piecing it together into a narrative. No. But it turns out it's all about. It's all. It's about all that. interconnected. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I love it. And the salty was like, I just, you know how they say, you know, if you're a salty person, you're you're bitter. Mm-hmm. You can't feel happy for other people. And I feel like that was something that that I've always struggled. I feel like I still do struggle with it to a mm-hmm. certain degree, but I struggle with it a lot. Uh, when I would compare myself to other musicians in particular. So, you know, when somebody's successful, I'll be like, actually, they're not even that good. Mm. Like, you know, I'm a music student. I know. And I put in so much more work. Why did they get this gig? And why, yeah. So, so right. that was just me being honest with, like... Mm-hmm. Just, ugh, but I, I do feel that you... Like, I know it's scary to be honest in yeah. your music. But when you're really like really honest and really vulnerable i think it takes you to a place where it's like even the people listening they can't they can't criticize because they know that it's really coming yeah. from like such an authentic place and i think especially those specific very specific <laughs> <laughs> sections like i think it, it makes it even more real and i really like that about that Thank song you. yeah i realized that if they criticize it it's probably because they're like that as well yeah, they're just projecting. So yeah, like, like cause yeah. they feel like uncomfortable that you That's just being, pointed yeah, it out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I actually have a similar story to a donuts, but I don't know if it was linked to like a spi- a downward spiral. Okay. Yeah. So my friend brought me back. I love avocados, by the way. Nice. Okay. Yeah, she brought me back a giant avocado from Taiwan. Nice. It's like this big. Oh. Oh. Yeah, no, it's giant. like legit, like the size of a mango or more. <laughs> and then so I was like, oh my goodness, I'm like the avocado expert. So mm-hmm. like I, I know people ask me to look at avocados and like you just know it. whether it's yeah, right. Yeah, so I know whether it's right or not, or <laughs> nice. like whether it's good or not. So yeah. like I was like really like <laughs> nurturing it like a baby. <laughs> I was like every day I would check it and like be like, is it ready? Is it ready? And then I put it in the fridge so that it wouldn't get ripe so fast. Yeah. But then I realized, oh my gosh, like it's not. It's not ripening fast enough because my she gave right. another friend one as well, and that friend had o- she had already opened it, and I'm like, oh my oh god, no. I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Is, it, is it gonna just like, it's like a mom feel? Yeah, and they start blaming yourself. Yeah, <laughs> so I like took it out again, mm. and I left it there, and then on one day before I was touching it, I was like, okay, like it's almost ready. It's like the the next day is gonna I'm be ready, scared. and I look I look forward to that feeling of like cutting it open and then seeing that it's like all perfect yeah. inside and not like brown and oh shitty no. and then <laughs> <laughs> and no. then the next spoiler it was brown and shitty 
Um, not exactly. Oh, but no. then um, I was talking to my godma, and she, I was telling her, okay, I think like we can open it tomorrow. And then the next day, I woke up and I was like all happy, and like I literally almost skipped out of my room, like yeah, I'm gonna have like my avocado for breakfast. Mm-hmm. And then she said to me, oh, that avocado was lovely. I'm like, what? The no. <laughs> she opened my avocado. <laughs> She ate the whole thing? No, she didn't eat the whole thing, but she opened it and I nearly cried. No. <laughs> I was like, that was Nearly like, cried? Yeah. I would have jumped. I was like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so upset right now. Like, it's the reveal, you know? Like, you took care of this thing. I yeah. literally watched it and I touched it for like a week every day. Man. But, yeah. Are you okay? Have, do you feel like you've recovered from that traumatic memory? I, I do because I was like... <sighs> It's fine. Like I still got to eat most of it, and it's oh, yeah. real. It was really, really good. Okay. Like I've never tasted a better avocado. And it's like you would have shared it. I would have yeah, shared it. I just wanted it. to be the one to yeah. open it. I wouldn't have shared mine. <laughs> but it's like you know. Yeah. I know. I know. But when you said your whole donut story, that's what I thought of. So we all have like random sure, food sure. stories, <laughs> emotional food stories. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, um, talking about going back to like the vulnerability that you talked about in your album you said it was scary like putting it out there but once you got over that and you put it out there how did that feel for you well uh it did feel like a weight off my chest it felt like i think you know as an artist a lot of the time you feel very conscious and you feel very pressured because now you actually have the opportunity to recreate yourself you know you can have this persona that is not your actual sort of like a Hannah Montana situation (laughs) and I was a huge fan of I still am a huge fan of Hannah Montana so yeah you know you you can create this image of yourself and because of that having that option it's very tempting to think like huh should I be more like this and like this as an artist so Mm -hmm. to put something out there which is so bare which is so me it felt like a breath of fresh air because Mm. I don't have to feel stressed to conform to anything that I've I've tried to create because this is just me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was it was very it was very different I feel from from anything I've put out because this was it was literally it felt like me uh just releasing maybe voice notes. Oh, it's just like it's mm. completely unfiltered. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to worry about keeping up an appearance. Yeah. Yeah, it's just me. Yeah. And, like, what was it that helped you to get to a place where you were like, okay, like, I have to release this? Well, what was it? uh? (laughs) You know, I mean, the whole process of writing and recording this album uh, was constantly learning how to let go Mm. of any sort of feelings that were holding me back. So I feel like the whole, over the course of all that time, I was already being prepared to that point. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I I finally reached the point where I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. And yeah, that that was just that. I don't think I actually decided mm. a date uh, based on how ready I was. Yeah. Honestly, mine I was just once it, once I got the master. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it it was the whole journey that mm-hmm. prepared me. It wasn't like a particular one event, and I was like, okay, I'm ready. Let's go. I yeah. think I think like every step you take in itself takes a little bit of like yeah. effort and a yeah. little bit of like pre- preparation yeah. so that's why it's called embrace the progress because you were like progressing and then at yeah. the end you embraced it <laughs> no, i want to say something yeah but i don't know if this is very inappropriate oh, it was okay. like i felt like i was like naked okay so every step of the way was kind of like just me taking off like a piece of clothing okay me- metaphorically that's not but it does that's make sense right yeah it does no, make i just don't want to put that image in people's heads <laughs> but like that's that's kind of it right 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 yeah. oh i see i see <laughs> interesting 
cool, cool. Sorry, cool. is there a in your head? No, get, get I'm just like... <laughs> get it out. Oh, oh my gosh. Like, oh my God, wait. The metaphor is like taking off one piece at yeah. a time and then getting to an end. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah it just made me think of strip poker. <laughs> yeah, <that's not> <laughs> Which I'm like, that is not the right metaphor for this. Y- yes. Yeah, but okay, cool. Next question. <laughs> yeah. I, get, I get what yeah, you're going yeah, with this. Yeah. yeah, but so obviously because this episode is called like, can you can you be gentle with me? So like, I wanted to ask you like how, what are some ways that you are gentle with yourself? I know you're still on this journey and yeah. so am I. But, yeah, what are some ways? Wow, I feel like... Okay, I feel like I, I give myself a lot more space to fail. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I would be a lot more hard up on myself in the past. I think... I, s- I mean, I still am, but I feel like it's... it's I'm more conscious now. Mm-hmm. I know when I'm beating myself up. I know when I'm running from from reality. I know when everything... I know when a donut thing is going to happen again. <laughs> You know what I mean? I, I yeah, know yeah. now you know the when feelings. that build-up is happening. Yeah. And previously, it was a lot like I was so unaware because I just don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I feel like I, I've become more forgiving with myself in, in certain ways, in certain areas. And I've come to a point that I have to be the message that I've been you know, sharing, mm-hmm. which is to embrace my progress. Mm-hmm. And I think every time now that I go through something, right, uh, I'll just be reminded, like, hey, this is, this is exactly what I wrote about. Mm-hmm. You know why am I beating myself up? Why am I getting angry that I'm not in the place that I want to be at yet? And I wrote an entire album <laughs> about the solution to this problem, which is just to right. embrace the fact that my journey is going to take some time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to fail. I'm going to mess up. I may even make the same mistake like five times. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. So I think that that's how I'm more gentle with myself. I just give myself that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think space is very important, and I think you really embracing it. It gives a lot of your listeners like the courage to do that as well mm-hmm. for themselves because I think a lot of people are still in that place where you once were or like maybe yeah. o- they're on that same journey as you where like they don't like they don't have the courage to keep moving forward and like keep yeah. prioritizing themselves but when they see you out there saying hey it's okay to give yourself space and to have breakdowns and yeah. you'll get up again I think that's really 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 yeah. meaningful so good job, <laughs> A plus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyway, so obviously as part of this interview, I also got you to pick some songs for us because yes, you're also a DJ. Yes, yeah. Do you want to share a little bit about the songs that you picked? Like what was going through your mind when you were doing that curation? So these songs, are they're not new to me. Uh, mostly, I picked one or two maybe that I discovered through Indigo. Mm-hmm. But these are songs that I really do play when I'm really on my down days they're songs that bring me comfort and they're songs that are very different than the songs that I would have picked maybe five years ago because I used to have this mentality where if you're sad and when you're down you have to listen to happy music because it only makes sense you know like happy music is the solution to curing your sad feelings but I feel like over the years I've learned that there's so much power in sad music mm-hmm. there's so much power in listening to something that makes you feel less alone there's power in something that doesn't give you an answer Mm -hmm. it just gives you a friend Mm. yeah so a lot of this like the music that i chose right it some some of it is just really sad you know but it makes me feel like what i'm feeling is not unknown yeah it's not something completely new that nobody has experienced that nobody's Mm -hmm. made it out of and the artist that i chose 
are people that uh, I know personally as well, some mm-hmm. of them, and so I know what they're like, and I know that this is exactly what I was trying to do with my music, which is just be real and mm-hmm. vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think it's that's that's really cool, and yeah, I also I think everyone maybe I don't know I went through that phase too. Where I was like, yeah, if I'm sad, I should be listening to happy yeah. music, but really when you're listening in that moment it's like someone else is okay asynchronously but because you're listening to that song it's like someone in this exact same moment is feeling that same yeah. feeling as you yeah. and it makes you feel like less alone yeah yeah can you share a little bit about some like which songs you picked which songs yeah so i chose uh of course lulo i, knew I feel it. like he's <laughs> every yeah he's everyone's like sad yeah. yeah and of course charlie as well because yes, you know, yes, yeah yes. that's just how he is uh but man we're gonna have a lot of charlie on this mix because i put we're like charlie. <laughs> yeah, yeah so we got stuff like that i also did pick uh some bon Iver, okay yeah, yes just to spice that up a little bit mm-hmm. uh because he's yeah these are just songs that that, that they're sad you <laughs> know they're really sad yeah, yeah but they, they really have helped me through some really tough times yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. So I think we are, we are coming to like the end of our interview. But before we go, do you want to share with everyone about your show and sure. like where they can find you and do all the promo stuff? Sure, of course. Yeah. Uh, so I do Soul Food every Monday from 9 to 12. And I play mostly soul, R&B and singer-songwriter type music. And uh, I actually do a lot of talking about the message behind the songs talking about the songwriters process i love reading interviews and it's basically things that i feel uh, a lot of people need to hear and i really focus on what the song is really about so you know if you if you're interested in that kind of stuff and also if you make music that you feel like would fit into that category i would love for you to send that in and you can find me at underscore krista joy on instagram facebook it's just krista joy everywhere Awesome. Thank you so much, Krista. Everyone go check his show out. And yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Giselle from Asian Pop Weekly. You're listening to Everywhere and Nowhere.